From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. And as we go every single week, we go and chat to Parliament, see what's going on down there with the people who are making the rules. And they have stepped, what should I say, on a landmine, on a trigger. There's lots of puns that can come out of this discussion. Uh, because they want to regulate our firearms and all of the people that I know on social media, not all of them, but, but a lot who are very vociferous are very upset about this. So we're going to find out why with Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Rob, how are you doing? Good morning, Benji. You're doing fantastically well and yourself. Yeah, I'm fantastic. So Parliament wants to do some regulation of arms control in South Africa. Why are people so upset and what actually are the laws that we're looking at? Well, it's it's understandable why people can can be quite upset because it's quite a <laughs> dare I add another pun in there. It's quite a loaded debate. To be honest. <laughs> nice one, Rob. Very good. I'm impressed. Oh yeah. So there's it's what it is. It's the an amendment to the Firearms Control Act, which proposes a number of quite questionable uh, amendments, and the main one being that uh, firearms can no longer be uh, purchased or licensed for uh, for self-defense purposes, which is, which is uh, in, in South Africa, seems like a rather ridiculous proposal. However, it is uh, aligned with international norms. Um, there's various countries across the world that say you can't own a firearm for self-defense purposes, and obviously those are, are countries that are very different to South Africa. They have a better police service, an active police service, and uh, let's say a safer uh, environment with much reduced violent crime. However, we have to apply uh, rules and regulations that suit South Africa and the environment as such. That's why our government does call for public comment in the first place. So... There are a number of other um, rather concerning uh, clauses and amendments, one being that you can no longer load your own ammunition, which is what a lot of uh, gun owners do, especially sports shooters. So that's going to have a drastic effect on on that market. Also, the uh, number of handguns or licenses you, might, you, you may own, and that affects the sports shooting and international sports shooting com- uh, community. Uh, in a drastic way as well, which is quite a, um, let's say a revenue spinner for South Africa in, uh, hunting circles and, uh, Rob, international trade. I mm. want to stop you there. What do you mean load your own ammunition? Uh, who else would load ammunition in, 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 in the context of, of firing, I don't know, a rifle or a shotgun or something like that? Well, if you do a lot of um, range uh, practicing and sport shooting and such, you don't want to buy uh, expensive pre, pre-manufactured ammunition. So you tend to take the casings home and load it yourself and, and so on. Also, when it comes to sports shooting or hunting, there are very specific ways that they uh, load and balance their, their rounds for accuracy. So 
you know, when and that you have to do that yourself. It, it's it's a bespoke, it's a bespoke thing that that you suit, do to suit your shooting style. So like writing your own cigarettes, basically. Pretty much, pretty much. Yes, it's cheaper in the long run, and especially if you're using it, the high quantity of of ammunition as sports shooters do. So it affects that market drastically, and it makes it illegal to own the equipment that allows you to actually load your own. Uh, ammunition. So what, a, what is the logic behind this particular set of law? I mean, what is the reason that the government are saying that that they don't want people to to own to own guns? Well, once again, they've used a pretty um, unrelated uh, topic, and that's around domestic violence and uh, GBV and so on, which is government's uh, second pandemic, as, as they like to call it. So. Um, they're saying it's once again presenting it as for your own safety and getting uh, firearms out out of domestic situations and and so on, which honestly makes makes no sense. If you read if you read the statistics, you'll see that uh, gun violence is perpetuated by by criminals and through illegal weapons, not not licensed uh, firearms. So if you know, taking taking the uh, making restrictions more um, or tougher on uh, private ownership is is ridiculous because it's not going to do anything about the illegal firearms in South Africa. I right, to point out the the Saps have lost thousands of of weapons of their own firearms over the past few years. Some some figures come in at around uh, twenty thousand, seventeen thousand to twenty thousand over the past uh, eight years or so. Yeah, I, I was going to actually. A guy just wrote a book I saw about this particular thing about how one aggrieved mm. policeman managed to feel the entire gangland of of the Western Cape using using police weaponry. Uh, so I agree with you. It does seem to be a bit of a crazy thing. So just, I mean, to be clear, exactly from from handguns and individual protections, are they looking at scrapping that entirely, or is it just like very serious? Uh, Lockdown, if you like, on on the ability for people to own the firearms in the first place. Well, it's, it's an attack on the licensing. So you wouldn't be allowed to to when you when you apply for a license, you have to give a justification as to why you would like a firearm. And self defence is obviously the most common um, uh, reason for for that. They're now removing it and deleting the the ability to apply for a license with uh, by using self defence as as the reason for for wanting to own a, a firearm. So the question is um, surrounding. We don't know what's going to happen to current firearm owners who have got a license under those pretenses. So will there be a relicensing or a reassessment? Chances are it will be become illegal to to own a firearm in, in any form, especially if it's for self-defense. So they're limiting uh, sports shooters and professionals and, and so on to two, to, to, I think it's two licenses. And then uh, private citizens who, who they see have no reason for a firearm will no longer be allowed to own one. That's where it seems to be heading. Now, Rob, I've seen when I look at social media a number of people who've signed petitions and want to sort of get this thing changed. Uh, as usual, the petitions are not super effective because even if you put, hand over a whole petition to the government, it just counts as one comment when this comes to legislation, which is where you guys at uh, Dear South Africa come in because you enable the proper comments to be submitted and properly recorded by the government on these sorts of issues. 
Absolutely. And that's a, it's a very important note, Benji. Uh, a lot of organizations are running petitions, uh, and political parties as, as well. And it's great. Let, let them do that because it raises awareness of, of the issue. So if you want to sign uh, or a petition and support your organization or your political party, please do so. If the listeners want to do that, they must do so, but they must be aware. That, that as you say, a petition, no matter how many signatures, is counted as a single submission by Parliament. Whereas our system, you make a comment and it sends it as an individual, legally recognised submission. So what we're doing is we've sent, uh, I think, about sixty-two thousand individual submissions to uh, Parliament already, which have been acknowledged and recognised by by Mr. Chairley already. He's been in the public saying they've received six, over 60,000 uh, public uh, submissions. And I can guarantee you most of those have come from our website because we send them through. And we keep a record of all of those uh, so that there can be a challenge later if, if required. Now, how long is this process going to go on for? And sort of how far along are they in terms of deciding to eventually adopt or not adopt this particular piece of legislation? Well, this this amendment has been um, around for about, I'd say, over two years, two or three years now. And it was, we got hold of it about two years ago in its draft format. It was leaked out to to the public through, uh, well, let's say we don't know where. But <laughs> we could manage to get hold of it. And, and we, we've seen it's been on the cards for quite a while. They are pushing it um, quite uh, fast now. Or quite hard now to fast track it all. So we expect this to be rolled out um, before the end of the year if it's not challenged be- before then. Uh, the public participation period is is open until about, I think it's 4th of July, 4th or 3rd or 4th of July. And we'll, we'll see that right through to the end, present to Parliament, and then if necessary, keep challenging that all the way through. Chatting to Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 1.9 High FM chatting to Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. Rob, what have you got in Dear Parliament coming up this week? Oh, I actually don't know, to be dead honest. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, those sort of questions, right? Yeah, you always put me on, on the edge there. So no, 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 we've got some uh, great, uh, interesting stuff coming up again. We've been talking a, a lot lately about uh, critical thinking and critical theory and how to become better decision-making, especially when it comes to, to public participation. So we're continuing... On, on that theme and uh, showing, showing people what, what it actually takes and the impact that public participation in policy, policy making can actually have. Rob, I'm also interested in what's been going on with the IEC. Uh, they put a judge in charge of looking to see whether an election can possibly go ahead under these sort of circumstances. Uh, is, is it likely that we might see a push to postpone the election? If so, would public participation be part of, of that conversation? Well, definitely, definitely. And that will become from, from public pressure. Well, there won't be any uh, amendment bill or, or anything to officially comment on. However, public pressure is always what sways the opinion before these decisions are, are made, you know, especially during during any, any election period. There's no doubt that several uh, political parties, namely the ANC and the EFF, definitely want to see a postponement um, because the economic climate certainly does not suit them uh, right now. However, 
uh, I think it's a perfect time to actually test our political system and and voters and, and carry on with these with these local elections. And the the big issue there is going to be around service delivery. So where a lot of municipalities have failed, then it's going to be produce some rather interesting results. And I think a few surprises as well. But we have to keep the pressure up as public to ensure that these elections do take place. I mean, what is the chances that, that there's going to be some kind of a change? And, and is there something we could do about it if, if, if they do try and change it? Yeah, well, they, remember there were several proposals um, from, from the IC to amend the Electoral, um, Electoral Act. It was the Electoral Laws Amendment Bill to change the voting method. So we might see a resurgence of that, uh, especially during COVID time. There's the supposed third wave that's rearing its head or lurking in the shadows. And further lockdown restrictions might prevent people attending voting stations. So I reckon they, they'll resurface or with that uh, amendment bill to bring in electronic voting or any other sort of um, mail-in type uh, voting. Okay, well, we're definitely going to have to watch that. Rob, thank you so much for joining us and we'll chat to you again next week. Fantastic, Benji. You have a fantastic week.